Welcome to Living the Bible Together. This is Dr. Troy Shaw, pastor of the Liberty Hill Church, internationally headquartered in Columbus, Ohio, located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship here online Sundays at 11 a.m. We celebrate communion on the first Sunday of each month. Our Bible study is on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. For additional information, log on to livingthebibletogether.org. Join us here weekly as we're living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Let us bow our heads. God, we thank thee and we praise thee for all that thou hast done for us, for thy great love, thy peace, thy joy. Continue, Lord, to lead us and guide us by thy great power. Allow thy love, thy peace, thy joy forever to be with us. Lord, we need you like never before. Comfort us with your great spirit and allow your way and your will to be within us forever that we might walk after your way, that we might present your love, your peace, your joy to a dying world, that we might live together in the peace of your great and wonderful mission and your ministry, Lord, that we might serve the world and that we might bring love to meet the need of those who are least and lost. We thank thee and we praise thee in the great, the wonderful, powerful name of Christ. Amen. Psalm chapter 118 verses 19 through 21 read like this. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. The gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. When the gates open. You know, this morning I am reminded of the many doors in my life, those times when I've had the keys and those times when I've been locked out. I think many of us can recall some of the very moments and times in our lives where we've been locked out, where we've been challenged by a door. We've been challenged to enter. We've been challenged by a door that has been closed. Doors locked, forced to fight after a chase. Some of us know that story. Doors barricaded by ushers at church. I know you might know that story. Growing up, I would go to church with my grandfather, and they were a little different than us. I won't call the denomination. I won't call the type of church at this particular point. But the church oftentimes had the doors closed when we arrived. The church that my grandfather attended was a church that believed in being prompt. There were only three times during worship that you could actually enter in, and that had to be during a time when the choir was singing. It would not allow you in when someone was speaking. The door was closed. One of the reasons even to this day that I have a problem with church doors being closed. I know that there are people who say they're giving respect. We shouldn't open the doors, but the doors of the church will be open any time we can open them to welcome people in to the grace and the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, there have been doors in our lives that have been closed. For those of you who are old enough, you may remember some other types of doors that have been closed. Doors that were closed to black Americans from schools to restaurants. Most recently, merchants haven't had to choose who to serve. They've practically begged to serve whosoever will. 
Doors at the banks for loans to minorities are still closed, and although we may deify our Apple phones, our tablets, and such, big corporations have still had boardroom doors closed to minorities. Perhaps your door is not physical. Maybe you're not dealing with some physical issue while spiritually and relationally barricaded from your relationships, from your family, your spouse, your children. The door to your child's life has been closed to yours for many years. A metaphoric couch bears your print more than your physical bed. There are doors at our jobs, in our workplaces, that close us out from clients and supervisors. Doors in schools, teachers and instructors that rub you the wrong way, or students that are bullies. There are doors and gates that often barricade us from the opportunities of life. Everywhere we go, there are doors, access points to the journey of life. I know of a church that it was so important to make certain that All of the doors were locked with an additional precaution of a locked gate across the driveway. The signal is very clear. If the church parking lot is too good and too precious for non-members, then we already know that we are not welcome inside your building. We have to be careful. The message that we send, doors are everywhere presented in our way. Yes, you will have to encounter doors in your life. The journey of life comes with some open doors and some closed doors. There are times when we can shake off the sour feelings of rejection when doors have been closed in our face. But then there are times when, honestly, a closed door stings like an arrow to the heart. Tell the truth and stay in church. Sometimes it hurts to be rejected. Sometimes it hurts to find a closed door. People laughing and having fun, and yet you're not invited to the festival. This past year has presented some with some closed doors, some closed doors that they're not used to, to the extent that mental health professionals warn of impending doom and challenges. Closed doors and isolation may lead to multiplied psychological disengagement. We find ourselves depressed and downtrodden, all alone and sad. Furthermore, we know that we're alive when we see life in each other. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14, Jesus reminds us that the essence of our salvation is in how we love each other. The essence of our life, to know that one is alive is to see each other. We know that we are alive because we can look out at each other. Doors have been closed. The gates to cities have been hostile at the devastating tragedies, reminding us of human frailty fright of every age. And now from the rust formed by days gone by, humanity begins to waken from the sound of pandemic tears across the globe. The gates are open, the gates are opening, yet I fear that many have missed the only gate that really matters, the only gate that continued to be open throughout our situation. Before you book your flight or entertain your kin, before you head off to the ball game or the reunion, before you go to the political rally, you need remember God's gates have been opened all along. Yes, I'm here to tell you this morning that God's gates have been opened all along. The gates that really matter are the gates of God.
Maybe you haven't been welcomed anywhere else. Maybe you never get the invitation. But let me tell you, there is an invitation to the Lord's house. The Lord has given us and loves us and has sacrificed so much so that we might worship together in spirit and in truth. The psalmist here in Psalm 118 gives us to know that life comes with its trials and tribulations. People will talk about you and scorn your name. People will lie on you. And yet the Lord stays the same. And when your world seems to be falling apart, let me tell you, God loves us all. There are some open doors and some closed doors, opportunities in our life that have come and opportunities that have gone. But let me tell you that the road that leads to righteousness is the best road you'll ever take. For someday the Lord shall call and we must answer. Will you be ready to step through the gate? Today we can find rich resource in the psalmist as we know that trial and tribulation came into the life of David. David was a man that was after God's own heart. With his issues and his frailty, the Lord blesses David. Our very salvation comes through the seed of David. There are times when we count people out, count them down. But let me tell you today that the gates are still open. There's time for all of us to know that the gates are open, that the arms of God are open for us today. As we look in Psalm 118, verse 19, as it reads, Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. When the gates open, we need to praise the Lord. The psalmist said, when the gates open, we need to praise the Lord. Far too often, we miss the opportunity. We miss the opportunity to praise God. We miss the moment. The psalmist here knows what to do when he gets in the gates. He knows what to do with an opportunity. Each and every one of us have been given a great opportunity as God has opened the gates for you and for me. God has opened the gates that we might worship with heart and soul. God has opened the gates through the blood of Christ who died on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. We ought be ready to praise God anytime we have an opportunity to lift our voices up to God. I'm glad today, I'm glad this morning that the gates are open. There have been some doors closed to me in my life. There's been some doors closed to me in my life. Some people that didn't want to be bothered. Some folk that didn't want to talk to you. Some folk that weren't kind to you. Some folk that were not hospitable. But I'm glad that God always has welcomed us home. God, with open arms, has welcomed us home. With sacrifice of Christ, welcomed us home. And so we've got a reason to praise the Lord. We've got a reason to walk on through the gates and shout hallelujah for the Lord that has saved you and me. Oh, let me tell you, there's music to your ears. You don't need drums, piano, or guitar. All you need to do is think about God. When you think about God, you can hear the music in the air. When you think about God, the joy bells ring within your heart. When you think about God and all that the Lord has done for us, if the Lord never did nothing else, what was done at Calvary ought to make us praise God right now. Somebody ought to just take a moment to be glad that the gates have been open for you. Think about all of the places that you couldn't get into. They said you were too black or too short or too poor, whatever your two was. And yet God accepts us all. Whosoever will, let him come. God has arms open for him and her, for boy and girl. God loves us all. And so we can 
can enter into the house with praise on our lips, faith in our hearts because we serve a good God. I wonder, is there anybody here today that trusts God? I wonder, is there anybody here today that can feel the gates wide open for you, that God has so much love and so much uh, mercy and so much grace for you that you can just walk right on in and praise God in spite of what you've been, in spite of what you've been through, in spite of what you've done. God still has arms open. I don't know a lot of folk that'll restore you. I don't know a lot of folk that'll forgive you like that, but God opens doors. And so with that opportunity, we ought to embrace the moment to praise the Lord. But look there again at the text in verses 19 and 20, open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord, the gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. And let me tell you today that we need to praise the Lord, but then we need to embrace the righteous. Yes, far too often we think of this whole idea of praise and worship as being an individual kind of thing. We want to do it all by ourselves. We want to be the star of the show. There are people who want to sing in the front. There are folk who want to do the talk and they want to be seen. But let me tell you that the worship experience is not about being seen. It is not about individualism. The worship experience is not an I experience. It's not a you experience. It is an us experience. It is us and God. The cross, both horizontal and vertical, it is learning to reach up to God and reach out to each other. Worship is not just about you and you alone. Worship is not about you getting your praise on, as they often say. Worship is about every. Worship is about the collective acknowledging that God is God. In John chapter 17, Jesus prays for us that the world might know God through our unity, through the way that we connect with one another. And so we walk into the place of worship. We ought to be ready for praise, but we ought also be ready for participation. It's important that we learn to participate with one another, for it is not just about praising God. In our praise of God, it is a demonstration of our faith. And our faith says that I can love you through the situations of life. Our faith says no matter who I'm worshiping with and who I'm worshiping beside, maybe I don't like you or maybe uh, there's something about your personality that rubs me the wrong way. Well, God can take me and turn me around, pick me up and plant my feet on solid ground so that I might have the faith to endure your personality. No matter what we go through, we go through it together. We go through it as God is changing and rearranging and making and molding us so that we might be the best that we can be. None of us are better or worse than anybody else. All of us are striving for the same goal. We press toward the mark of the high calling. The gates are open for me and for you. I'm going to help you get there. You ought to help me get there. We're praying for one another. We tarry for one another. The gates are open and we must understand that we've been commissioned and called to walk together in the spirit and the way of God. We've been called not only uh, to serve the Lord in fear and trembling, but we know that we must worship because God is good. God is worthy of our praise, worthy of our worship. The gates are open. Our motivation toward Jesus is to serve the least and the lost through our love, to do as God has called us to do. The psalmist realizes that through trial and tribulation, we can still praise the Lord as we connect with the righteous. 
We connect with those that can pray for us where there are two or three gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst. Yes, doors are opening all over and there are people who are poised to do all kinds of things. They're making plans already. But the first plan that we all make in our hearts is one of faith and future, the faith to connect with one another, the faith to to know that our future depends on us continually being connected with God and each other. I pray for you and you pray for me. We need each other. We pray to the Lord and we praise God. And through this situation, there's been some times where we had to use wisdom and use distance and so on and so forth. And yet the Lord continues to bless us that we might connect spiritually. We look forward to that day when we can connect physically and see each other to to carry out the tenets of the text as we uh, might embrace the way of love and peace and joy as we go ye therefore to teach all nations. I know that it's easy to become stagnated in the way that we think and the way that we do. We can take a pause, but we cannot hit the stop button. The stop button is over, but we are not over. We just have been on a pause. We must continually move toward the gate, move toward the way of God that we might praise the Lord forevermore, worshiping, but in the collective uh, supporting each other in prayer and supplication. But then it all make us happy and that we can praise the Lord, that we can connect together. But then if you look at verse 21, it says, I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art my salvation. You ought to shout right there just knowing that the Lord hears us. Praise the Lord. Embrace the righteous. You ought to remember that you've been heard. You ought to remember that when we come into worship, we worship God with our whole heart, our mind, and our soul. As we worship the Lord, he accepts the sacrifice of our praise as we lift our hearts and minds up to heaven to glorify, to to, to praise the one who created us, who continually saved us and goes with us along the journey of life. I tell you, no matter how sad and sick you've been, no matter how depressed and how downtrodden you've been, the doors are open. Maybe somebody closed the doors. They won't let you in. They won't let you in on life. But let me tell you that God has an open door. The door is open for you today. The door is open for you that you might continue on your way. This has been tough for some people and this has been difficult. You can see that even in our news feed, the the tension that continues to rise across the globe. But I'm here to tell you that no matter how tense and no, no matter how sick and sad, we can place our faith and our hope in Jesus. No matter how scared and no matter how alone we might feel, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. The door is wide open because God stepped down on the earth in the body of Jesus. There's been some trials and some tribulations, some temptations and hidden snares. But you know, God can fix every situation. God can fix it in the morning. God can fix your uh, noonday and God can fix your midnight hour. God is a 24-7 God, always working on our behalf, never slumbers nor sleeps. The door is open. The gates are open and we can come on in and worship together. The Lord hears our faintest cry and answers by and by. Answer that on a hill called Calvary, shed blood that we might be saved. 
glad to life today that Jesus died, was buried in a borrowed tomb, but got up early one morning with all power in heaven and in earth that the gates might be open. The gates are open for you today. God is calling you, calling you home, calling you to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Can you hear the Savior calling, calling you today? Today is a great day to to begin again in prayer to repent, turn from our wicked ways and allow God to lead us and guide us that someday when this life is over, when the Lord shall call and we must answer, we take that journey on to the other side that we might forever worship God throughout all eternity. Joy in our hearts because the door has been opened, because hospitality is extended through the grace of God. The mercy of God that was shown to us upon the cross of Calvary continues to bring joy to our hearts. It ought to bring clapping to our hands and leaping in our hearts with joy. Our lips ought to always sing the words hallelujah to praise the Lord. I wonder, is there anybody here this morning? You've been isolated. You've been isolated, separated, sick and sad. Glad now that the Lord has opened the doors once again for you. So today, let us once again look toward the Lord for wisdom and joy and grace, that we might lead others to the way of Jesus, to the way of love and peace and grace, that we might lead them to that eternal home, that we might forever worship on the other side of the gates, that within the gates of glory we might shout forevermore. And when we've been there 10,000 years, there'll be no less days to sing God's praise, because the gates are open open for you. This has been another broadcast of Living the Bible Together with Dr. Troy Shaw from the Liberty Hill Church, where we worship virtually on Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information or to contribute to this ministry, please visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. God bless you and have a great week. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Thank you.